Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay, hello, thank you, thank you. Welcome back to another episode. Let's give it up for that band. They're so terrific. Ah, yeah, that is Stephanie B. and the Shoulder to Cry On Trio. Yeah, thank you so much to for that band. They get better every week. I love them. I love them so, so, so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, episode 22. Wow, we're uh, chugging right along. Uh, I, I, I know I say this almost every episode, but every time I sit down and I do this and I notice the number tick up one tick, I'm like, wow, there's more. I are 22 already? Holy mackerel. I thought it was only like 12 or something. Yeah, so... I'm just amazed. That's all. That's all. But hey, welcome, welcome, one and all. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to this, however you're listening to it. And if this is your first time, thank you very, very much for uh, checking us out. I appreciate it. And for you returning listeners, you know I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I, I wouldn't do it without you guys, that's for sure. A uh, little bit about last episode. It was episode 21. It was Gabriel Mason part two. And that was the second half of the interview. So it had a lot more of the questions. We kind of uh, shotgunned the, tw- the the questions at that point or machine gunned rather the questions uh, near the end of the uh, the conversation there. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed what Gabriel had to share. If you haven't heard his episode, uh, go back and listen to both. Uh, it really is the best thing I can say because only due to time length did I cut the episode in half, uh, cut the conversation in half, because I didn't want to have a download of a, like a two-hour episode. I realized the problem with number 14, so I don't want to do that again unless I can, you know, I want to avoid that unless I absolutely can't. That's all. Um, I mean, and it stretches out the episodes, you know, gives me a little buffer of a week to put things together, and okay, that's that. That's fine, you know. Um, it is what it is, <laughs> and so that's that. But if you haven't heard them, go back, check them both out, and uh, I'll, I'll be honest, if you want to scrub through uh, the stuff that's not the conversation between Gabriel and myself, that's cool. I mean, listen to it the first time through, for crying out loud. You know, I do the show for a reason, but if you're just trying to listen to the full conversation, skip through the stuff that's not the conversation. I get it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You get to the meat and potatoes. That's what it's all about. You, know, you don't have to enjoy the hors d'oeuvres or the dessert if you don't want to. Um, I would like you to, but I put it together, so of course I would like you to. And for those of you that do enjoy the entire course of the meal of the episode, uh, thank you very much. I don't know why I went into comparing it to a meal, but hey, my brain was kind of weird. That's all. Anyhow, uh, uh, I suggest that you listen to to both of the episodes. I can't really suggest one over the other. a lot of great information in both. So again, to Gabriel, thank you so much for being a guest. 
Uh, I am looking for other guests. So those listeners out there, if you want to, you know, come on board and we'll talk about whatever. (laughs) I mean, I've got that list of questions, of course, uh, similar ones that I've asked that I asked Gabe. And then if you've got something specific you want to talk about, you can talk about that. I'm open for that. Uh, Unless you're in San Diego, it'll be through Skype. So get in touch with me through the show. Uh, Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Stick around through the end. Listen through the disclaimer. It tells you how to get in touch with me. Also, I didn't really notice this before I put together episode 21, that it was going to be released on Friday the 13th and the day before Valentine's Day. I was just barrel rolling, trying to get those out and scheduled and published. And even though I have my little dates listed, you know, when I actually sat down and did the recording, when I did some of the editing and when it got published and all that wonderful stuff, I didn't put one and one together to come up with two to realize that it was Friday the 13th, then Valentine's Day. So I hope that you had a a decent Friday the 13th, however your decent Friday the 13th would go, if you care about it or not, or if you really dig into the fact that it's Friday the 13th, whatever. Uh, But more importantly, I hope your Valentine's Day was exactly what you wanted it to be. And if it wasn't exactly how you wanted it to be, well, I hope it was pretty darn close. Um, Some people celebrate it, some people don't. And that's why I say it that way. However you want your Valentine's Day to be, I hope you got it. (laughs) That's really all I wanted to say. Oh, also, for those longtime listeners uh, and brand new listeners, um, I I changed a little bit of the format of the show. Instead of having the outtakes directly after the last, you know, goodbye of the episode, you might say, I actually put it at the end of the end of the end, end, end. It's after the disclaimer, and so listen through all the way to the end, and that's when you'll get outtakes, if there are any outtakes, because not every episode uh, gets outtakes, because sometimes... Sometimes the stuff I edit out is just not worthy of being heard ever again, even by me. So consider yourselves lucky if there's no outtakes. And then again, if there are outtakes, consider yourself lucky because I chose to share them. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm rambling on too long. For those of you that want to know where the show is, changes in latitudes at blogspot.com. That's the best place to find the show because everything's there. The RSS feed is there. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, the audience survey, uh, all the show notes. Not that there are a lot of show notes, but the show notes are there. My Twitter feed is listed there. Um, Oh, and I just recently added an Amazon affiliate link and a PayPal donation button. So if you feel so inclined, that's the best way to do it. The Amazon link, if you're not sure about it, go to the website, click on it. It takes you to another window of Amazon and you sign in with your your sign in for Amazon and everything that you buy at whatever posted prices there it doesn't change the prices a little bit a tiny percentage and when I mean tiny percentage I mean pennies not nickels come back and help out the show so there's one way to help the show without really changing anything that you're doing I mean aside from Amazon shopping which every person I know shops on Amazon at least for Christmas time or, you know, other holidays, gift-giving holidays, like an anniversary for somebody or a birthday or something. That way they ship it right to them. If you do that, go to our website, click on the link. It opens up Amazon just as you normally would see it. You shop like you normally would, and pennies come back to us. So that's one way. And then the PayPal donate, if you want to give something, give something. <laughs> PayPal. Hey, there you go. Okay. 
Okay, main topic, uh, having a checklist. Now, uh, having a checklist, that's, um, Gabriel talked about that a little bit in his episode, uh, so I'm, I'm really going to kind of jump off at that point. But having a checklist is ultimately realizing that nothing happens overnight. Everything is a process. Everything takes time. Uh, that, that's one of the reasons why they call it a journey. Your journey in you know, being transgendered from your birth gender to your preferred gender is a journey because it's a day-to-day change process. It, it's, it's, nothing happens overnight. I mean, I'm sure there are times when you feel like things happen overnight because you may not be aware of them until after they've been developing for a while, whatever it may be. Everybody's got something different. Uh, I mean, it, it, because it's your body and not all of our bodies are exactly the same. So your experience is going to be totally different than mine. It's, it, you know, certain drugs react to different people. Uh, you know, that's science. Ta-da! But it's a journey. It's not an overnight process. And, and that's, that's the big thing with the check, of having a checklist is you have to realize what you need to do to accomplish the goal of transition, whatever that is. And I, the first step is always, always therapy. And I mean professional therapy. I don't mean going to some conversation group or, uh, uh, and I don't mean group therapy. I mean, I mean like-minded inv- individuals gathering together and talking about, you know, similar subjects. You know, it's something that everybody can relate to, that type of group conversation, discussion group, you might say. Not that type of, those are good. Don't get me wrong. Those are, those are very helpful. Very fantastic. I, 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 I like them a lot, but you have to realize they're not therapy. It's a conversation. You might as well be getting together for coffee with people or going over to somebody's house or having people over for, you know, I don't know, finger food and and drinks, you know, uh, lemonade and pie, (laughs) something, you know, that's, it's that type of atmosphere when you, when you share int- uh, 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 topics of a common ground that everybody's experiencing or, or uh, about to experience. You know, th- those are great things, but you got to realize it's not therapy. They made, uh, one time I've heard that there it's not therapy, but it's therapeutic. Absolutely. Th- absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. But when I say the first step is therapy, I mean a professional therapist. And depending on where you are in the world or the country, because I've, I've noticed that I, I've got listeners from across the world, which is kind of strange. Um, but I mostly speak to the audience that's listening from North America uh, and Canada, for, for that fact. The, be- the best step to find a therapist is to contact whatever local LGBT center is nearest you. Um, and, and the Internet's a wonderful thing to help you find that. But... That's you, you got to start with therapy uh, because they'll help you make a checklist. That's that's <laughs> ta-da. That's why it's the first thing to do. And I, I believe I mentioned a little bit about this in the um, therapy episode, my POV on therapy, uh, episode thirteen. Um, I, I don't remember the specifics of of what I said, but I know I mentioned that the therapist is there to to cheer you on. They're they're a coach. Uh, they're there to help you, uh, kind of like a personal trainer, I guess, a coach or a personal trainer. They're there to help you as long as you're willing to give it your all. That's that's the that's the dynamic of therapy. And it's once you once you get in tune with your therapist in that 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 synergistic realm, therapy's golden. 
uh, you just got to find the right therapist. You got to uh, trust in yourself and the things that you say. You can't you can't let embarrassment or fear uh, uh, hold you back. Because I, I know that that's a big thing, at least it was for me and from other transgender uh, women more so than, than trans men. But trans men, uh, of course, uh, you, you're a little um, nervous or, or humiliated or scared of, of admitting the fact that you're, you're a trans woman. And I get that. It took me 20 years to admit it. Okay, I'm with you. And that's why I'm doing the podcast, so you can learn from my life, <laughs> and that I can vent and get things out. Okay, so that train sound you just heard? That's because as I was as I was recording, the train in the brain got derailed. The brain train got derailed, and so I'm just going to pick up right where I can remember. A therapist is 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 a coach. They're there to help you make that checklist that I'm talking about. And a checklist is is similar but different for everybody. Uh, a lot of similarity things for trans women specifically. Um, all checklists are going to have hair removal. I mean, unless you're very young, <laughs> in that case, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because this podcast is listed as explicit, <laughs> which means if you're under 13, you shouldn't be listening to this. And if you're under 13, make sure you have an adult listening with you, because I have to cover my butt. All right, enough said with that. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Um, if If you're young enough that you don't have to worry about hair removal... Bless yourself that you found yourself early enough. Congratulations. Part of me envies you. Uh, but if, you, if you're like the most of us that I've met, usually there's going to be some hair removal involved. It, it, upper lip, throat, uh, sideburns sometimes. Uh, some, some, some are lucky enough to, to just have to remove the, uh, the, the bridge between the eyebrows. Yeah? Okay. Okay. That's that's essential. Hair removal is essential because, well, shaving is a bitch. Shaving is a pain in the ass, and it takes the moisture right out of your skin. So you have to moisturize even more. Doing it every day or twice a day, depending on where you are in your hair removal, is a pain in the ass. I get it. And so laser hair removal or any sort of hair removal is going to be on your list. Uh, depending on what type of trans woman you are, HRT is going to be on your list. Um, th- again, depending on the type of trans woman you are, uh, some sort of breast augmentation, chances are, is going to happen. Uh, more often than not, trans women need to go that route. And that's just the bitch of the thing <laughs> because 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 we've had so much testosterone thrusting through our system for years and that's why um <laughs> that's why you got to have hair removal and that's usually why you have to have some sort of breast augmentation but anyway i digress uh and then again depending on the trans woman that you are uh there's please don't be upset by the way i say this because it's been changing so many times but uh, reassignment surgery or co- uh, confirmation surgery or uh, I, I, I'm drawing a blank on the terms that people have used for uh, 
or downstairs surgery, we'll call it. Bagioplasty, I believe is how it's called. Um, but, but you know what I'm talking about. That may or may not be part of your journey. Everybody's got a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences at the same time, which is why you can't just say, here's a generalized checklist to follow. You got to make your own. It's like going to the grocery store. If you give your list to somebody else, uh, and it's somebody you trust, obviously, uh, and you give them the money, you know, you're not expecting them to buy it for you, and they go on the list, but then when they get to the store, for whatever reason, they get something that's not exact on the list. I, I, I can't think of an example. Um, a specific brand of uh, ketchup, let's just say, because there's tons of ketchups out there. A specific, you know, ketchup. And they come back because uh, with a different one because it was on sale or there was a buy one, get one or, or something that made sense. You know, hey, why spend this much money when you can get more for less? I get it. But maybe that's not the ketchup that you like. It, it, you've tried it because it's always on sale and you just don't like the flavor of it. Well, you can't really fault them for trying to make a deal, trying to try and a bargain for you. Because they're doing you a favor by going to the store to begin with. So maybe next time you make your list a little more specific. Which is my point. You make your list more specific. You didn't just tell them to go get ketchup. Now you're telling them to get whatever name brand ketchup that you like. So uh, another example would be like uh, the, those, those heist movies. You know, like, like, like Ocean's Eleven. Where they've got a bunch of con artists together. Um, Usual Suspects is another good one. Uh, they get together and they're playing. Part of the scene, part of the movie, a big part of the movie usually, is is them talking about their plan and getting the right guys for the plan. Well, that's a checklist. Ta-da! <laughs> it would never happen unless they had a checklist. So you got to have a checklist. Nothing happens overnight. And realize sometimes it's weeks, months, days, years before you can reach the next level on your checklist and check it off. Only because of, of things you can't control, financial things. Like, for example, let's just use breast augmentation. Everybody understands it. Everybody knows that it's, it's, not, it's not horribly expensive like it once was, but it's not cheap either. You know, it's, it's a pretty penny. You got you to gotta figure out some finances things for it, usually. Well, you got to save up money for that. That may take a year to save up. That may take... Six months, that may take a month, depending on your personal situation. But nonetheless, you're not going to check that off until after that's done. So don't be in such a hurry to move on to the next step. It's not a race. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a test. You know, it's, you're, you're not... <laughs> you're, you're, the gold star of happiness that you'll get at the end of the checklist is not going to be any brighter the, 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 the chocolate cake or your favorite dessert is not going to be any sweeter if you go faster on your checklist. So pace yourself, whatever it may be. Therapy first. And maybe you want therapy for six months. Maybe you want therapy for a year before you're ready to take the next step, which is usually, for, for some, HRT, for others, coming out. It, it really depends, again, on your personal structure, your personal thing. Um... But you need to know, you have to know what you're doing next so you can work towards it and have that goal in mind because there's nothing going to happen unless you've got, you know, money out the freaking wazoo, which I personally don't know anybody like that. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. But I don't. 
Um, but that type of person, if you're listening to my podcast, hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, get in touch with me. Go to the Amazon link. Go to the PayPal link. Um, but but only those uh, financially fluid people are able to make a checklist of, okay, so now we're going to go to therapy. Now we're, then we're going to start HRT. Then we're going to have uh, uh, augmentation. And then we're going to do uh, reassignment, whatever term you want to use. It's called so many different things. But then again, that's a checklist. They may be able to go through it faster because they have the monetary means, but they still make a checklist. That's ultimately the thing you got to realize. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen magically overnight. Nothing, nothing dramatically is going to change. Now, don't get me wrong. There may be one morning you wake up and you look in the mirror or you, 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 you assess yourself and you're like, wow, this is a fantastic day. I feel wonderful. Hey, good for you. Kudos to you. Grab onto that. Hold on to that. Remember it. So when you have a low time, you can think back to the good time. I said that. I've said that in the past as well. And here's some things that even though a checklist is very important, you have to realize what I'm about to say is also just as important as having a checklist. Realize that your checklist is always a work in progress because you may have to, for example, the, 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 the step before breast augmentation is maybe get money for breast augmentation. That's the, ch that's the checklist before that one, <laughs> okay? Maybe the, the thing before HRT is come out to my partner, spouse, husband, wife, partner, whatever, whatever your personal situation is. Maybe it's family, maybe it's siblings, maybe it's friend, whatever it is. Maybe part of your checklist at the very top is going to the LGBT center. Because I've met a few people or I've heard stories about some people that, that drive to the LGBT center, sit in their car, Never get out for the entire time of the of whatever thing they're going to. Usually it's a discussion group or a, a meeting of some sort or some social event or whatever that runs, you know, hour, two hours. Sit in their car the entire time. And then once that end time of the of the evening or day or whatever ends, then they drive home without going into the LGBT center at all. So maybe that's one of your checklists. Maybe that's one of them. Okay. Realize that it's going to be a work in progress. Realize that you've got to have things to do and you're going to have to shuffle things around. And then probably most important is forgive yourself if you don't reach that goal at the time you wanted to reach that goal. And I think that's just important for a lot of things in life. <laughs> forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Oh, I didn't get that. For, for, we've been grilled into us since we were kids with report cards. Oh, I didn't get an A. I only got a B plus. Okay. Yeah. There's argument. You could have worked harder. You could have studied harder. There was a trick question. You're tired because you studied all night, whatever. That B plus later in life really doesn't mean anything. It does, but it doesn't. So be grateful that you didn't get a, a failing grade where you had to redo it again. You, you got a passing grade that maybe wasn't where you wanted it to be. Okay. You forgive yourself. You move on to the next one. And you work harder to get it, whatever, whatever the case may be. Everybody's different. Everybody's checklists are different. But the key is forgive yourself and then keep going. Okay? Okay. And then, if for inspiration, if you, ha if you want to, when you check off a pretty big check, you know, thing on your checklist, whatever it may be, coming out, 
starting HRT, living full time, whatever, whatever, whatever big ones are there for you. Celebrate, go do something for yourself and celebrate whatever that may be. Buy yourself something special, a favorite uh, DVD or a a game or a, a blouse or pants or an outfit or, you know, go out for a dinner, whatever, whatever. This thing is celebrate and hold on to those positive moments because they'll get you through the low points. All right, enough said about that. Moving on. topic. Now, the secondary topic for this episode comes to us from longtime loyal listener, Caitlin G. Thank you so, so much. She posted on the Facebook page, and I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. I, I'm working in a small confines. I am in the garage studio, dun, da, 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 but I don't have the uh, Facebook page up because of memory restraints and such like that, and I don't want to have to be looking at my phone. So long story short, I don't have it in front of me, but I have my notes. So if I miss anything, Caitlin, I'm sorry, so, so sorry, but I hope I answer and and comment on what you've asked. Per post, I wish I wrote this out verbatim, and Caitlin, I apologize. Uh, essentially, she is is embracing uh, uh, girlhood. <laughs> um, in that, uh, in her example, she went to pick out paints for a room or an office or, or something. I don't remember that detail. And when she went back to you know look at the the, the colors again. Uh, either it was a friend or herself or both that commented saying, "Wow, it's like a little girl's room," or something along those lines. And then she commented after that saying, uh, I didn't even realize it and how, um, how it just sort of happened and that she's, she's not trying to be like a little girl, but it just happened. And, and my response, and I, I don't remember my specific response, but my response right now is, I'm sorry if I messed that up, Caitlin, because I have a feeling I did. Please forgive me. <laughs> don't shoot me. Uh, yeah, I should have been more prepared for this episode. I am so sorry. But what's more important is my response to her post, which is essentially when did I, what do I do in my transition and accepting the girlhood from within myself? And uh, when you asked that, Caitlin, I, I I sat for a while thinking, well, how how have I? How did I? Am I? Is it still going to happen? And I'm sure once once I get to uh, HRT, it will, because that's everything I've ever read says you go through a second puberty. Okay, well, I'm, uh, I'll, I, I will talk about that in the HRT episode. <laughs> so, so there's, there's that change that's going to happen there. So maybe, maybe that little girl inside will re-blossom during that time. But I know I embraced it. In the 20 years it took me to, from going from um, I'm just a cross-dresser, uh, or at least settling with the concept that I'm just a cross-dresser, to uh, accepting the fact that I am transgender and I'm going to transition. Uh, 20 years. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that story. And it's an ongoing story because that's the concept of the podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, it was in that 20 years that my conscious and subconscious kind of worked through the girlyhood 
I had uh, there was a when I uh, ten years before I came out, uh, I made I made the proclamation to the uh, girl I was seeing at the time, saying I I want to live as a woman and. At that point in time, she accepted it. I don't think she thought it was uh, if I, I was uh, if I meant it or not. But she was supportive nonetheless. It was it was kind of that passive supportiveness. And at the time, there wasn't the resources that are now available. There wasn't uh, the term transgender had just recently been been involved in pop culture, and so uh, I, I didn't transition then. But ten years before is when I was trying to figure out what is it with me and why why am I drawn towards feminine things? And then it took another 10 years after saying I wanted to come out to actually come out. Well, in that 20-year span, I had the chance to uh, to embrace the girlhood when I was, right before I, I came out to uh, the girl I was seeing at that ten, uh, you know, 10 years ago from coming out, essentially, essentially I lived at a, as a guy at work and a girl at home. Uh, and then when she and I would go out, uh, which wasn't frequent, so it was more time home than not, but nonetheless, that's that's what it was at that point in time. And it was then that I said, I want to transition. I want to, you know, work it like this. I don't want to have to keep changing back and forth. And so I had a, I had a little period of time, a, a good nine, six to nine months of that uh, living, you know, experiencing the, the, the living as a woman, living as a girl. Uh, you know, going through different things and, and looking at different catalogs and online things and you know, essentially window shopping online, then window shopping at the mall and and trying different makeup, you know, maybe buying a top that I probably shouldn't have, but not realizing it till after I got it home and looked at it in the mirror on me. You know, I, I went through that and I guess I'm a quick learner because I, I didn't have a lot of that when I came out this this time, the you know when I came out now as who I am, uh, I, I didn't really have. I, ha, I know looking back, I, I can have a, a short period of time with that. And when I say a short period, I really mean a couple months. And I think those couple months happened before I publicly came out in April of uh, 2014. So, so I had you know somewhere in that time frame, uh, you know February, March, April, May. June by July by my birthday our anniversary uh pride was here in San Diego in July by that time I was I was really feeling a lot more comfortable and confident well a lot of things <laughs> so so my little girlhood you might say happens occasionally now and then as I as I see things or or look at things when we're out or or see a family or a cute outfit for you know a little girl's outfit when we're at uh, Target or wherever I don't feel like I'm missing out is is the point I really want to make here. It's, you know, part of my history was that of of a boy, of a man, and that man's journey ends in womanhood. <laughs> that's, you know, that's kind of the, how my story goes. And, and I'm all right with that. And, yeah, parts of me wish that I had, and I've talked about this, I know, had, you know, little girl memories. And so I take memories from my childhood, actual tangible memories, and using my imagination, which I've mentioned before, I, I've I've played you know the little twist around thought process, and and worked up the scenario where I was the girl or whatever it was, and for me that I'm okay with that because right now I get to live my life as me. 
So I don't need to worry about not having a dollhouse or a, a cabbage patch kid or whatever as a, as a, as a little girl, you know, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm not worried about that because I had the equivalent of guy stuff. So I wasn't neglected in my childhood and in my youth where all those toys came into factor. I, I didn't really have any cross-dressing thoughts because that's what they were at the time until I started, you know, reaching that you know, pubic age of 11 or 12, 10, 11, 12. So in my youth, youth, I didn't care that I wasn't playing with a doll. So I don't let it affect me now. And as far as now goes, I still experiment with makeup once in a while. If I know I don't have to go anywhere and I can wash my face a few times, because <laughs> that's really what it takes. You got to put it on, take it all off, start all over again with moisturizer. Um, I, I will. I, I mean, I usually will just do my eyes. I don't really do the rest of my face. So it was just because uh, I don't need to do the full face if I'm not going out. And, and I get a chance to experiment. I don't do it as frequently as I would like due to time but the times that i do do it i'm all right with it i still experiment uh with clothing thoughts and designs and i usually always have to run something by my wife or at least the mirror before i i, I i'm comfortable with whatever i'm gonna wear unless it's something i've worn before so uh, and that's i think that's just part of the process for everybody it, it women i've noticed women doing that with each other all my life Whenever you get two women together that are getting ready for something or are, or are even in the bathroom, you know, at dinner, you know, before they leave, they, hey, how do I look? Oh, you look fine. Oh, hey, you've got a piece of lint. Da, 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 and they go out. It's, it's, it's a grooming thing. So I think that's just part of being a woman. Uh, also, in, in going back to that whole girlhood thing, I've, I've really embraced uh, the, the spectrum of purple. And pinks are... are uh, I never really cared for pink until I saw it matched with purple. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just, it worked out. I mean, I've always liked flowers and floral arrangements, but I like them a little more now. So uh, there's another sense of embracing girlhood, womanhood, femininity. Ultimately, though, I am a jeans and t-shirt gal. I, I, that's the type of person I have always been since I was a tiny child. So I, I have constantly worn jeans and a t-shirt or a shirt of some sort, casual shirt of some sort, since I was eight, nine. I, 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 all teenage years, that's what I wore. Almost all of college, unless it was a costume or I just you know, felt like you know, putting on some slacks or something. But it's always been jeans and a t-shirt or you know, casual shirt. I'm, and I'm still that person. It's just, it's now the clothes are cut differently and I look different. <laughs> Ta-da! Transgender 30-day challenge or 30-episode challenge. Question number 10. What are some of your fears in regards to being trans? The most common fear I have, and I, I've had this for all my life, you know, it's just this part of me, who I am, it makes me who I am. The fear of being, you know, attacked or killed or beaten up, um... I've always been cautious of being around certain areas and, and certain people and things. 
also so I, I and I, I don't really like crowds, so I'm not I've never gone to clubs or anything like that, so I don't feel like I missed out on anything like that. Um, but I've always I've always been you know afraid of you know somebody jumping out and attacking me, and and so that's that's there and uh, it's slightly heightened maybe, but that's always been there all my life. And another fear that I that I have it's not I don't really want to call it a fear. Um, I, I, I don't even want to call it a concern and, and I'm really stretching to put it into this part of the, of the 30 day challenge, but it's, it's, it's something that's on my mind. Okay. And, and, it, and I'm, I, I'm not cautious. I'm not scared. I don't think I'm feared, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a fear of mine, but I hope that I get out of HRT what I'm hoping HRT will, will bring to me, I guess. I don't, I, 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 it's hard to say. I hope that HRT brings me what I think it will. From everything I've read, from people I've spoken to, I'm, I feel deep down that it will, but there's always that chance because everybody reacts differently and everybody's got different things going on that it may not work out the way that I think it will. So, the, like I said, it's not a fear, just one of those caution things, you know, and so... What am I doing about it? Well, I, I plan on being in, in on top of it as far as information goes, as, you know, as much as I can, being in contact with my doctor and endocrinologist and therapist, and uh, just being very aware of what's going on is the best way that I can approach that situation. And again, more on HRT when that happens. So let me know your thoughts and feelings to this question number 10. What are your fears in regards to being trans? If you are trans, <laughs> I don't know. You know. I, I suppose you could answer it if you aren't, but it really won't make a lot of sense. Listener feedback. Yay, listener feedback. Now, this is a direct response from myself to you about episode 21. Right after I put together that episode, I went to Facebook to try to create a poll about the uh, music. For those brand new listeners, if you haven't heard episode 21 in listener feedback, I made a comment that the music for listener feedback kind of sounds like 70s porn music. And I'm looking for new music. And I just want to know what the listeners think, you know, keep the old, get something new. That's, you know, simple poll. That's all I wanted to do, but I wanted to keep it through Facebook. I didn't want to have to go to an outside site and create a poll or I just didn't want to have another user log in to be, to be all honest. I, I, the less I have of those, the better. (laughs) So I couldn't figure it out. I think Facebook changed things and I'm not able to find it. The most I could find is something called Facebook questions. But that didn't work. It didn't give me what I was looking for. So for you listeners out there that are Facebook experts and know what I'm talking about, get in touch with me and help me make a poll. Okay? Okay. Next listener feedback. This one is a response to Addison S. I know I mentioned her in a couple previous episodes. She wrote on uh, one of the Facebook posts uh, that, uh, and this is a direct quote, Uh, You are making a huge difference in this world. I am so glad. Well, Addison, I wanted to, you know, publicly here on the podcast say to you, thank you so much. Those words, words like that, 
are what make my day. And I, I didn't want to just write out the word thank you on the post. I mean, I think I did, but I want to let you know here in my own voice, thank you so much. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yay. All right, next listener feedback and last listener feedback is from a dear internet friend of mine. We've been friends for a few years now, longtime listener, Becky B. And I've mentioned her in the past. Uh, again, another conversation, in a, uh, internet conversation. She, she said to me, listening to you makes me more aware of myself. Wow. Thank you, Becky. That is a wonderfully uh, intense, strong statement that uh, I am, oh, so very grateful for, for you to have shared with me. I'm, I'm so happy that I can do that for both you and Addison, as I just mentioned. And I hope I can do it for other listeners out there. If it's working for you guys, thank you so much. Come back, listen some more. What I can say. Wow, have we reached that time already? Is it that time? Oh, wow. Okay, all right. All right, well, uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about that uh, uh, weird in-between genders phase or the spectrum between genders that I notice a lot of transgender people go through. Also, I'm looking for topics. Uh, you know, I'm doing this every week. That's 52 different things to talk about and some secondary things to talk about that I'm looking for. So there's 104 different things for the entire year that I'm looking to talk about. So if you've got ideas or questions or you just want to hear my thoughts on, on something, I want to hear from you guys. Let me know. So listen through to the end because that's where all the contact information is. I'll give it to you in a nutshell right now. The Reader's Digest version is uh, best ways probably on Facebook. Uh, if you really got to email me, it's changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. All right. Now, as Jimmy Buffett says, in fact, I think I'm going to let him say it himself. Stay crazy, everyone. I hope I don't get fined for that. Jimmy's a cool guy. I think he'll be okay with it. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. Or at the website, changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! Disclaimer time! I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. 
I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. But... Uh, bump the microphone. First bump of the of the of the recording, and the recording is at sixteen. Oh no, nope, seventeen minutes. Not bad, Sabrina. And that's an outtake. And the problem is with that outtake is I can't remember where I was. Um, vagio plat bump in the microphone. You know, or whatever term. Bump the microphone. And here's some things you got to remind when right before bump the microphone.